game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one -on -one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, we are. Welcome, everybody, to the Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Here with my man, Mr. Raider Eddie. How you doing tonight, Eddie? Good, good. Sorry for the delay in the show, dude. I did not think the Flames and uh, Oilers were going to play a football game, but here we are. Uh, but yeah, ready for ready to go, dude. Yeah. Good night in sports tonight. Oh man, it was a great. Well, it was a good. It was a decent night, man. I had a bad day betting, and that's like my first. I was on a hot streak, bro. Six days, hot as fuck. All week this week, I was 4-0 on best bets coming into today. <laughs> Lost both of them, and it started, I had Braves money line. They were up 4 to nothing, and Corbin Burns was pitching for the Brewers. They were up 4 to nothing, and the Brewers come back and end up winning the game in the 11th inning. <sighs> and then it all just snowballed from there, dude. And that's kind of how it goes some days. So, you know, you take the, the bad ones with the good ones, and you hope you have more good ones than bad ones. Right. So, we're going to bounce back tomorrow, though, in a big way. But, man, you are absolutely right about that Oilers and uh, Flames game, Eddie. And I know you're a Flames fan, so <clears throat> it was probably really nerve-wracking. It was horrible. The Flames were up 6-1 to one at one point, and the Oilers come back and end up tying the game. Four, uh, 15 goals scored. Interesting tidbit here. I was researching it while <clears throat> I was watching because I was like, this got to be like one of the highest-scoring games ever. Highest-scoring game is 18 goals in the NHL. <laughs> Yeah. Between the Oilers and the LA Kings in the eighties. Mm -hmm. So the Oilers I think that was like the one of the last time the Oilers scored more than six goals and lost a game. Today? No, that, that game that you're mentioning was the last time in oh, the they playoffs lost. the Oilers. They, you know, they I mean they won ten they, to eight. Oh, okay. Because I know they had lost in I think it was eighty oh, maybe it was the Blackhawks. Sorry. Was, they showed the stat during the game. It was like eighty five. They lost after scoring six goals. Yeah, I mean, if you give up six goals, dude, that's pretty right. fucking pathetic. Uh, Mike Smith gave up three goals in less than ten minutes. Dude. He was out. Uh, that was <laughs> – I played the under in the game. The under was six and a half. Um, for I was those, done in like halfway through the first period. Basically. And uh, <laughs> they, they closed Calgary minus 170 on the money line. Minus one and a half was plus 145. Edmonton plus 140 on the money line. Um, and then minus, plus uh, one and a half was minus 180. So mm -hmm. if you played Calgary minus one and a half, which is a bold move, $1.46 on the value, so you're getting plus money, bold right. strategy. But, man, that over six and a half, whoo. Dude, I'm just saying, like, like I was saying on the <clears throat> show on Monday, like when you bet, like in playoff hockey, you know what I'm saying, like, the plus one and a half, minus one and a half, like those differentials, they're not terrible. Like minus one and a half is actually a good bet unless it goes to overtime. If you go to overtime, you're kind of SOL because you're not going to have that opportunity. But I mean, even in tonight's game, for example, with the Flames and the Oilers, right? Like three minutes to go in the game, they're down two. They pulled their goalie and Kachuk got an empty net goal to get that I mean, ninth goal. With 10 right? minutes so, left, it was still tied. 
You right, but I'm mean? just saying, like, in a, in the playoffs, you'll pull your goalie three, four minutes to go, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't yeah. matter if you lose the game by two, three, four. Yeah, you know, you got to try to loss. win it. Right. So, like, I mean, the game tonight, though, if we're just going to, like, break down the game, this is going to be a fluke in the series. I don't think, like, nine to six and, like, these high-scoring games are going to be consistent. I mean, yeah. there were so many turnovers by both teams, I think. Edmonton ended up with like 20 turnovers, which is just an incredible. It's not, this isn't the NBA. You know what I mean? Like you don't have games with 20 turnovers. There's 14 penalties in the game. Um, Just, you know, Evander Kane's like a tough guy because he knows that you can't fight in the playoffs because you get suspended for a game if you do. So, uh, you know, um, maybe he was betting, maybe he had the over dude because he was letting a lot of dudes like fly by him too. So, um, Overall, though, just an insane game. I, I think the one thing that we can learn from this, though, is that Edmonton's going to have trouble slowing the Flames down just because they get so many shots on goal. Mike Smith's going to have to stand on his head. They don't have Jake Ottinger back there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think going forward for me when I'm looking at this series, I won't be taking Flames' money line. I'll be taking them at the minus one and a half uh, on games I think they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's always uh... – I mean, betting minus one and a half goals is it's bold, man. It's bold. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's obviously where you're gonna get the value out of this series, right. right? But I mean, this was this was crazy, bro. When me and Ben were talking about this game last night, I was saying like, oh, dude, I would, I love the under in this game because the the Flames don't give up a ton of goals, dude. They're one of the better, yeah. They're one of the teams. best defensive teams in the league. And and when you look at their stats, like. Calgary second in the playoffs in power play kill. Edmonton first. Edmonton didn't even get a power play goal in this right. game, no, dude. You the know Flames, what I mean? the Flames penalty kill was fantastic. Today. Yeah, like, they were over they lived four. Up to that at least, it, it was really fucking. You're right, dude. The turnovers, like it was just a anomaly type game, dude. I definitely don't think we're gonna see another high scoring game like this. But this is how Edmonton wants to play, and the fact they lost this game does not bode well for them, dude. Right. It does. Like it's for, if I'm an Edmonton fan, I'm trying to look for some kind of silver lining in it. Like your team was down six to two. You came back and tied it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. if Calgary loses that game, like the series is over in my opinion, if Edmonton comes back and wins it. So you were like on the doorstep of just like a total backbreaking uh, comeback, you know, victory. But at the end of the day, you know the Flames are just deeper at the. And we, we, I mean, we yeah, mentioned this. We team, talk, yeah, they're just deeper all around. But at the same time, Edmonton's got the two best players in the league, and Drysaddle and uh, Connor McDavid. And McDavid was nasty today. Like, there's a reason I mean, why he's nasty he is the all best. the. But you expect that from him, really? Right. It's just uh, Markstrom is obviously normally a better goalie than he was tonight. Mm-hmm. He uh, looks so uncomfortable. The Oilers only had 27 shots on goal and. They put in how many six six right. total? Like it's a horrible save. Yeah, percentage. they shot better than Steph did from the free throw line. They did. They did do that. <laughs> um, before we before we get to basketball, though, let's talk about the other game we had tonight: uh, Carolina and um, and uh, the, the Rangers. Rangers ended the game two to one. That game kind of went as expected. Two very great defensive teams. Mm-hmm. Igor Shuskin, however you pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I blew that dude. I always fuck up his last name, but he was it's great. Fine. He was he was great tonight. Um, you know he he did what he did throughout the entire season, and you know the Rangers had a chance to win that game, 
and they weren't able to close it out. But Carolina's really good at home, dude. And the fact that they yeah, the best. took that to overtime, I think that that only builds confidence if you're the Rangers, dude. So I think right. this could be a dangerous series. And I told Ben this before this before the series started. So I kind of like the Rangers to win this series, man. Yeah, like if you're looking for somewhere to get an edge, dude, like you could probably t- – I don't remember what it's looking at right now, but I think before the series, the Rangers were plus money, like plus oh, yeah. 160, 170 to win the series. After a game one loss, they're probably even higher, maybe like 220, oh, yeah. you know? I don't know the exact number, though, so you have to look it up on your at your local book or whatever. But really um, if you look at this game, right, like game ones in hockey are supposed to go to the home team, typically. Like this, like that momentum, you know, the crowd's into it, especially in Carolina. They haven't been there in a minute, you know what I'm saying? Nope. But at the end of the day, it's they literally play an exactly even game like if you look at the stats like there was only two shots that separated the teams like nine hits which is whatever but uh penalty minutes were the same block shots were you know pretty much on point like face-offs one were, were similar so two teams played an evenly matched game Carolina just being the best home team in the NHL this year yep. you know they had that little advantage and then plus when the Rangers went up early you know, the Rangers were up the second period. They got their goal like halfway through. Yep. Once Carolina scored, it was kind of like, oh, that's your chance. You know what I mean? Like they had to have a shutout, I felt, because they weren't going to get too many by. And then <laughs> well, shutouts once that are goal, difficult. Dude. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? extremely, extremely. But it just like the game felt that way. You know what I mean? Like it felt like it was going to be a, a one bounce type game. You know, Well, I mean? mean, like that's kind of how both these teams play, though. You know what right. I mean? Like. These two teams are very similar. They're both like they both thrive on the defensive end. I think with New York, they're obviously a lot younger, right? They have like mm-hmm. all their guys are very young. Um, and this is really their first time in the playoffs for most of their team, right? So I think that the fact that they were in this game, like as right. much as they were, I think that only builds confidence. You, you know what I mean? 100%. So I think that is going to bode well because I don't think anybody expected the Rangers to win the first two games. Like if you steal one of those games, like you literally steal one, you know what I mean? Right. That's good for them. And then they go back home and they just have to take care of business. But I think this could be something interesting going forward. I think you're right. If you can get some value, like plus 220, plus 240, doesn't hurt to throw some money because the Rangers showed that they deserve, they belong. Right, they belong Agreed. in this series, and it's not going to be easy for Carolina to win this series. Yeah, and the Rangers weren't like we're I think above five hundred on the road this year. So like, it's just a it's kind of like a battle of two strengths, yep. really. So I think the games in Carolina, you can look to be like playing the unders because it's going to be just like one of those slow paced like defensive well, the under grind. Closed five and a half today, and it still went under. Right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? like, so that's how like it's going to be the whole series is five and a half. Probably. Yeah, like. Two to one, you know what I'm saying? Three to two, like that's going to be your final scores in these at these games in Carolina. In New York, it's a completely different game. Carolina is almost a different team in New York or on the road. I mean, yeah. So like, yeah, they you know, wait and judge on that one. But I think for the next, like at least for their next game, I'll be looking at the under two. I agree. I agree. Well, let's talk about the other. Uh, we had the Mavericks and Warriors today. Yeah. Game game one of the Western Conference Finals. The Mavericks absolutely fucking were dog shit today. That is one big pile of shit. The Warriors <laughs> yeah, dominated 112 to 87. But I think the interesting thing about this game, and like obviously I was watching this game very closely because I'm invested in the Mavericks uh, in a in a future. So I really need them to win. But that's here nor <laughs> there. 
But the interesting thing to me is like I was I was texting somebody and I was like, you know what's crazy is like you watch this game and like the Mavericks are getting their ass beat, but you look at the box score and it's like you would not think if you look at the Warriors box score that they won by as much as they won. They shot thirty four percent from three. They had fifteen turnovers. Um they only had they had more turnovers than the Mavericks did. But really right. where the game was lost for the Mavericks, eleven for forty eight from three, dude. Yep. I was going to say that same thing. They were like two of 17 in the first quarter, three of 17. Like, in the first half, they were seven of 29. Just can't do awful. It, dude. That's like a turnover right there. It dude. basically is because it leads to long rebounds, which leads to transition. And that's right. where the Warriors absolutely destroyed the Mavericks right. night was in transition. And yep. I was, I was telling somebody though, I was like, bro, like the Mavericks were missing a lot of wide open shots, dude. It wasn't like they were like contested shots, dude. They were missing right. some easy shots, and those are gonna eventually fall. I mean, this is a team that's been shooting thirty nine percent from three in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, right. I I think that I think there might have been some wear and tear from that seven game series with the with the Suns, and obviously the Warriors had a little bit more rest, so they, and they looked more fresh, right? So I think uh you know that's interest that that was interesting to me, but. If I'm back in the Mavericks, which obviously I am, you look at that game and it's like, okay, dude, eleven for forty-five from three, dude. You're not gonna win a fucking game like that. Yeah, never. You know, never. And like, if they if they even shoot like even close to their what they've been shooting in the playoffs, you know, you're talking about twenty twenty-one point difference. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. do they lose that game? Yeah, but they don't get their ass fucking blown off. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like. I wouldn't think I was talking to a buddy of mine, another warrior fan. And he's like, you know, talking a bunch of shit about the Mavericks, but it's like, they look bad games one and two against the Suns too. Very, very and, fair point, dude. You know what I mean? And then they came back and like dominated the rest of the series. So do I think that this, this is like a premonition for the rest of the series? Not a chance. I think this is a Mavericks team that's never been here before and a Warriors team that's been here six of the last eight seasons. So yeah. they're more experienced. They know what to expect and they're at home. You know what I'm saying? There was just, cause like in the first quarter, even though the Mavericks were missing all those threes, like, I didn't feel comfortable as a Warriors fan watching the way the game was going. Cause like you said, they had a bunch of open shots, just missing some open looks, just miss, getting missing some rebounds, some loose balls, like the 50, 50 balls that can go either way. Yep. Like it was just seemed like a lot of things were going the way for the Warriors tonight. Um, one thing I did notice in this game though, which I think might help benefit us in the future, us being the Warriors. When I say that, by the way, uh, <laughs> is uh Kevon Looney has been, he's been great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The dude's going to get a, a huge deal in the off season from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But like he is dominating the inside, uh, the inside, at least in this game. And also in game six, obviously against yep. the, uh, against the Grizzlies. But that's something the Warriors haven't had is that like big man presence. Nope. On the inside, you know what I mean? So if he can continue to do that, I mean, Clay played, like, shot terrible in the first half. Curry didn't shoot well. Like, like you said, 34% from three. Like, there's a lot of things, like, both ways, I think, can get can improve. Um, yeah, but the one thing is to add on to that is Curry's been shooting that bat all playoffs. Right. And that's, that's exactly why I picked the Mavs to win the series and why I put a future on them to win the series was because I know what I'm going to get from Luka every single night. But I don't What's know. What's up with his shoulder? He's man. He's always hurt, dog. Uh, not, no big deal. They didn't mention anything. I didn't like look it up and nah, see they if there's there, nothing said yet. But he'll be fine. Um, but I know what I'm gonna get from Luca. 
I don't know what I'm going to get from Steph anymore. I don't know what I'm going to get from Clay. And even Jordan Poole's been pretty inconsistent through the last series. Right. So, like, tonight, Andrew Wiggins was big. You know, Curry hit a couple big shots. Jordan Poole had a good game. Um, but is that going to happen again? I don't know. You know, right. can I count on can I count on Andrew Wiggins to do what he did tonight? 17 points on – and he made some big shots. Can I count on yeah, Jordan Poole to do what he would, did tonight? I don't know. Right. I don't really trust Wiggins. You can't trust Wiggins to do that every game. Like when the Warriors came out in the first like the first quarter, I think uh, halfway even through the second quarter, the splash uh, Clay and Steph were like one for 10 at that point. Yeah. And the only reason they had the lead is because Wiggins started off the game hot. Yep. He was drilling threes. You know what I mean? Like drilling threes, playing defense. And I think he's a good matchup on Don on Don on the other side, too. He could stay with them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot because there's not a enough. there's not a player in the league that could guard Luca, dude. He no, didn't. there's not. But he did enough to like bother him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all you could really ask for. Well, I think uh, I think the big thing about Luca's issues tonight is that once nobody else started hitting, like I said, dude, they were leaving a wide open because they were like triple teaming Luca, right. and those shots weren't falling. And then Luca was trying to do a little too much, turn the ball over a little bit. He didn't shoot very well from three, three of 10. He didn't score many buckets at, at, at the paint, but that's because he was facing so many defenders. That's why it's very right. important for those guys to knock down those shots because mm-hmm. that opens everything up for Luca inside. And he wasn't able to do that tonight because they weren't hitting shots yeah. because no one else played well on that team. Like nobody played good. Yeah, no. I, again, I think it's just a young team, right? Like, nerves got the best of them is what it looked like. Like, in the yeah. beginning, they came out. They are running their offense. Everything looked smooth. And then, like, the Warriors put a little pressure on, and they just kind of, like – because they were – I mean, they were taking shots with, like, 11, 12 seconds to go in the shot clock. The Mavericks were – and that's the complete opposite of their style of play. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they just got caught up in that running gun system. And then if you do that against the Warriors, you're going to lose every time. Yeah, no, they played into their hand, dude, and a lot of that's Man. because they were missing shots, you know what I mean? Right. Long rebounds go to transition. Let's look ahead to tomorrow's game, man. We have the uh, the Heat and Celtics game two. Um, <clears throat> Al Horford still unlikely to play. He's out, in, right. uh, he's out on COVID protocol. And, uh, you know, Miami Heat took care of business game one. I had that as one of my best bets. Money line, Miami, they covered – What's your thoughts on game two? We've seen some line movement already, or I shouldn't say line movement, but this game opened Miami minus three and a half, whereas last game opened Miami minus two. Um, And then the over-under is 207 and a half, 208 at some books, but 207 and a half seems to be like the middle number where I'm seeing it. Right. What's your thoughts on the line didn't move with uh, the announcement of Smart probably playing? No, not yet, because I think because they got their ass beat. Oh, okay. Because of well, that. if it's three and a half, like I, I mean, I think Smart on Butler will be key, right? I don't think he drops forty-one again. Yeah, I well, mean, he possibly. also shot eighteen free throws. So that's true. Yeah, there you go. So like, I don't. So I think that kind of comes down. Do I think Boston wins Game Two? I mean, I think they have a better shot in Game Two than they did in Game One. Well, game One, they know? won every single quarter, but the third quarter. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. So they, so basically, you're saying is they were the better team for three fourths of the game. Just that one quarter got away from. Them. They were so awful that right. It was the so, difference in the game. I mean, I've liked I liked Boston before the series, mm-hmm. and I said that they're going to steal one 
in Miami. Now, for my personal like betting, I kind of hope Miami wins so that when Boston wins the next four, I can get them at winning the series at like plus three hundred after tomorrow night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I don't think I honestly think that until Horford, like if Horford's playing, I'm gonna ride with Boston. But with Horford not playing. I don't think Horford swings it that much, though. I think not having Marcus Smart made it even worse because yeah, I they think had to he's play probably the bigger. They had to play Peyton Pritchard more, and that's where Miami was hunting him every possession. You know every I mean? possession, so just give him the ball. If Marcus Smart's out there, they can't do that, right? And that's a huge difference. You know what I mean? Plus, he's yeah, their point guard technically. You know what I mean? And and Jason Tatum, what they did in the second half, and what changed in the third quarter was they started blitzing Tatum and making him get rid of the balls. And he was like forcing things, taking bad shots or making bad passes. So having Marcus smart kind of takes out of his hands because that's another guy that can handle the basketball. Um, And, and like I said, dude, I don't expect Jimmy Butler to shoot 18 free throws ever again. Not, not, (laughs) not even in this series, but ever again in his life. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I, that was insane to me, bro. So I definitely don't see that happening. Um, I liked Miami in game one because I, you know, Boston coming off a tough series, plus not having Marcus Smart shorten the bench, which is you kind of see that happen too. Like they didn't have as many players to play. I, I like Boston to bounce back here. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, too good. Marcus Smart's a fucking dog, even though he flops a fucking shit ton. Yeah, he's the king of flopping. That's yeah. fine. No Kyle Lowry either, you know. Right. That's like you knew, like, again, I think Miami had everything going for game one, right? Like yeah. they had the momentum, the crowd. Like I feel like in the NBA, game ones usually typically go to the home team. Like I would say, like I don't know the exact number, but like it feels like it's like eighty percent of the time. So you know I was gonna I mean? say if it, it feels to me like game one is like the game to steal because the home team is usually like overly confident. Like remember the, mm-hmm. remember the. That 2001 Lakers series when the, they won every game in the playoffs and then they get in the finals against the fucking Sixers and the Sixers won one game in that yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, one game, game one. Game one. And Step I, over. Dude. I always, I always like revert to that kind of shit because I always feel like the maybe it is the home team that's a lesser team, but they happen to be home. But I always feel like the underdog in the series always wins game one usually. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could be right. Like, I'm thinking back when the Warriors beat the Mavericks right now, seven. They stole game one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, those are like ones we can remember. I'm sure it's happened a million more times. Ton, you know dude. what I mean? But well, like, I was thinking, you know, the Bucks were underdogs last series. They won game one. Boston won the series. The Bucks right. usually always lose game one. Every fucking playoff series they play, they always usually always lose game one. That's probably what, how I should have known they were going to lose last series. <laughs> you know, so I, it's just something. I, that's why I like the Mavericks to win tonight, dude. But. You know they they lose they they have to take one of these games if they're going to win the series, bro. The yeah. Well, I mean, sorry to revert back to that series, but I know we're going back to that one. But like, I mean, they can lose games one and two and be fine because the biggest problem is if you when you go back home, you let's say they win game three and four, now you got all the momentum in the world coming back for game five. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, really for me, like if the Warriors don't, I mean, the Warriors have won twenty five. A road game in 25 straight series you know what i'm saying in playoff series so dallas is tough uh to play in tough the, barn the, tough barn dude i agree but like we'll see really like if the warrior if it comes playoffs. back to two i'm worried about game five 100 yeah. 
I think it's just like the last series, dude, like against um, Mavericks and Suns. The, the one team that wins a road game is probably going to win the series, dude. Yep. Got to win a road game in this series. Always. Um, so you like Boston tomorrow? Plus I do. I do like Boston plus three and a half. I even like a money line, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think they just win the game outright. I agree. I like them both plus three and a half, and I like the I like them on the money line. I also like the under. Yeah. I like I think under. so. Because the first game was what? Like one it was, what was the total? It went way like, over, but it was like a tail of two halves. Like Oh, that's right. Was like in the first half, Miami mm-hmm. couldn't get a stop. And then the second half, or I should say the third quarter, Boston couldn't get a stop. And that was the biggest right. difference. Miami scored 39 points in the third quarter, and that was really what fucking killed the under. 118-107, that's right. Yeah, way Thank over, God. dude. And Miami only averages 98 points in the playoffs. And they right. scored 118, bro. Right. Like what? Again, anomalies, dude. Yep. Anomalies. <clears throat> Absolute anomaly. Even Boston, like Boston, for as much like having Tatum and and uh, Jalen Brown and stuff, for as good of offensive players as they have, like they're not a great offensive team. No, they're not. Like against the Bucks, they shot the hell out of the three ball. That was the difference in the series was they shot right. the if, three ball. Fucking yeah, if out. they would, if they would stick to their season average, mm-hmm. right, like for that series, then I don't think we're even talking about Boston right now. Well, Chris Middleton yeah, plays. We're definitely not talking about Boston. Well, yeah, it's a good boy. Yeah. I mean, it's a completely different series if he's playing. But I'm just saying, like, with what we watched, right? Yeah. It just seemed they hit a dagger three every time they needed it. Yep. And But, I mean, like, that's what Tatum can do that. You know what right. I mean? So can Jalen Brown. Those are great players. So I, I definitely expect Boston to bounce back. I definitely expect them to win this series, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about these hockey games tomorrow. Uh, so we got game two of the semi-conference um, playoffs. Let's talk about Tampa and Florida first, Eddie. So right now, Tampa leads, obviously, one to nothing in the series. Right now, in game two, they're plus 140 on the money line. Florida, minus 160, over, under is six and a half. What do you think? I think with this game, oh, my, Florida minus I'm one like, and a half again? Uh, with that <laughs> mistake. Uh, so I think for this one, I'm going to lean more towards the over. Than, uh, than picking a winner of the game. Just because, I mean, Tampa puts up four goals last game. I don't see Florida uh, not matching that. I don't see them being able to slow down Tampa either. So, yeah. like, a 4-3, 5-3 type of game, I can see being the final here. Um, I mean, Tampa, like, my other thinking with Tampa Bay, too, is, like, they've played the most games in the NHL of any team in the last two years, right? Like they've just, they've obviously when you win back to back cups, that's what happens. So I'm just waiting for them to get to the burnout and they just don't like, this is like something, you know, they just seem like they have infinite amount of energy. So um, I can see that continuing, man. They did the, they did their job. They got one in Florida, um, but I don't see them slowing down, putting pucks in the net. So I'm leaning towards the over in this game uh, over the six, you said six and a half. So. Damn, I like the under in that one, to be honest. But I, I like Florida money line. I might even sprinkle some on the minus one and a half just because I think they're going to bounce back, dude. They hit four posts in the last game. That's true. That's where I'm sticking with the over because I don't think Tampa's getting slowed down. You know what I'm saying? And Florida was well, inches away from making that a game. I mean, Florida, they're one of the – they're such a good overall team, dude. They were one of the better defensive teams in the in the league in over the course of the year, and they – one of the better offensive teams um 
So, I mean, I expect him to bounce back a little bit in this series defensively. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just it's the Lightning, dude. They just yeah, score but if on you everyone. Look, if you look at their last games played, like five goals, 12 goals, 12 goals, five goals. So, I mean, it's like it kind of bounces back and forth, 12, 5. You know, I, I, I think that the over-under is a little too risky for me, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. But I like Florida money line. Minus 160 isn't like a ton of great value, but right. I think with hockey, if you're going to like think tonight, I did a flames money line, hurricanes money line. Like you just got to pick both the games, do a money line. You're going to get plus like 130, 140. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at least it's money line. So it doesn't matter what, if it goes to overtime, if it doesn't, they just got to win the game, you know? So I think that's like with hockey in the playoffs anyway, I like guess at least in this point for me, that's been my best experience. Yeah. Like, Trying to get value because it's too hard. Like you remember I mean, talking minus before, one sixty is better value than minus two thirty five. Like which is for the Avalanche and the Blues. Which I think the value here, dude, is the Blues plus one and a half. I don't think that the overtime game is an anomaly for that series. Yeah, like well, I mentioned, St. Louis it, is a great defensive team. That's what I mean. It's just going to be a low scoring game, and I feel it's a bad matchup for Colorado. Like Colorado is the better team. Yeah, I believe they get through the series. You know well, what I'm saying? But I don't think there's ever going to be a time seven and three against the Blues in their last ten, three and zero oh in their last three. It's just a, dude, that Blues defense is so good, dude, and they put it on display on in game one. Yeah, I think I think Colorado's on a mission though, dude. Remember when? Remember when Tampa was like they were like everyone was like they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, and then they got bounced in the first round. This is before they won their Stanley Cup, right? This was the year before, yeah. Yeah, remember that shit. And then the next year they win the Stanley Cup. I think the I think it's very similar for Colorado. They lose in the first round last year, and everyone's like, "How the fuck did this team lose? Like, it's the best team in the league." Colorado's right. the best team in the league, hands down. They're the best team, dude. No, hundred percent. And what they did to Nashville, and I understand, I get it. Nashville isn't like the best team in the world, but the Blues aren't that great either. They were underdogs to the Wild. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the Avalanche are just a much better team. I agree. Plus one and a half is probably a safe bet, but whoo, I don't know. I, I play the under in this game. If there's an over under, I like it's under in this. Yeah, one. yeah. that one under it looks good on this one too. I agree. Like I get I, this isn't gonna this is gonna be a series that's like a typical NHL playoff series in my opinion. Just grind out. You know what I'm saying? Even though I, I have, could, I could see there, the Avs winning a game like three nothing. Yeah, that would be know. the biggest blowout. I agree because like the Blues, it's tough for them to score, dude. So yep. like for them to put up two goals and lose, that's heartbreaking. You yep. know what I mean? Like that's a two goals for them. Usually that's a cakewalk. You know? But, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Colorado. It's Colorado, dude. They're the best in the world. They're talented, man. They have they just come at you in waves, bro. Like they have three. Good lines, dude. Yeah, you know and then that mean? fourth line just beats the hell out of you, so that way you don't you're not even ready for that for the, any of the top three. It's just a well rounded hockey team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. They and they're fun to watch too. They're not, you know what I mean. Like they're flashy. They can put points up in a hurry. Like they, I, as much as I hate the Avalanche, I have to say they are the best team in hockey. Yeah, Colorado. I mean. Um, St. Louis, 2.64 goals against. Colorado, 2.38 goals against. 3.26 goals for. So, I mean, man. They're yeah, and, they, and Colorado's good defense is attributed to their offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably lead time on attack. And, every, like, I don't know the exact number, but I would bet money that they're 
putting up at least f- four to five more minutes a game on time of attack yeah. than their opponents on average. Yep, no, I I agree. Sorry if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm looking at all the all this data on the on the series. Got it pulled up yeah. to this screen. Fact checks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I I agree with you, man. I think that this is definitely Colorado series lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a Colorado Calgary uh, final. I'm maybe looking ahead just because Edmonton can put up forty goals apparently in like two minutes, as we saw tonight. But. Well, they are a great offensive team. They are. They said no goaltending. All right, let's get some best bets for tomorrow, Eddie. What bets you, you looking it. at for tomorrow? Yeah, so we had talked about it before, like Boston plus three and a half. Uh, I'm even going to go money line with that. So, um, yeah, that'd be my my NBA best bet would be Boston plus three and a half, and my uh, NHL best bet. Uh, we're just going to take the Blues at plus one and a half. Blues plus one and a half. My two best bets of the night are going to be Boston Miami under two oh eight. Both teams are holding opponents under 45% shooting in the playoffs. And I think this game one was an anomaly, which we talked about earlier. First half, Miami couldn't get a stop. Second half, Boston couldn't get a stop. Stop really only in the third quarter. And Miami shot a ton of free throws, which I definitely do not expect again. So give me the under 208. And then my second best bet, I'm going to go to the Major League Baseball here. Padres money line at $1.08. So plus value. Phillies are 17th hitting the slider this year. And Darvish throws more sliders than he does any other pitch. 47% of his pitches are sliders. And while he has struggled a little bit, his XFIP is 403. So he's going to balance out at some point. Basically saying that a lot of his ERA is a little bit of bad luck. Gibson is also averaging over three walks per nine innings. Who's going on the mound for the Phillies and the Padres lead the major leagues in walks. I love this value. I think this line is way overvaluing Philadelphia, dude. So give me this first five. No, I'm taking the whole game money line. A whole would, game money line. Okay, I thought you said first five. That's I would something. take. I would take first five money line too. But usually, like a line like this, I haven't seen the line out yet because usually first five lines don't come out till the day of. Mm. But I, I don't think you're going to get a ton of value for San Diego because I guarantee these odds makers are factoring in what I'm saying right now to that line. Right. Let's see if we have a first five. Just uh, Oh, yeah, they don't have it yet. Okay. Yeah, they usually don't have it up till literally the morning of. And this game is early in the morning, so if you do want to play the first five, which I don't advise against, I think the first five is, is a great bet. Get up early, put your bet in. Yep. You got to work anyway, right? Yep, exactly. I think this game's at like 10 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m., yeah, 10.07. Yeah, so this is a, a morning day game, dude. But, yeah, man, I like that. I like that Padres money line there. And I've been hitting baseball like crazy, except for today. Today I had a bad day. My first bad Everyone's day in one. a week, dude. Yeah, I'm I was still doing, plus money on MLB this year. Yeah, I was doing all right in baseball, and then I had like two days in a row where I just whiffed, dude. Like oh, oh for five, See, and I, was I like, started ah. off like this, and then it's been like this since. And then right. today's like really the first day. Like I, I, I learned, I started off really bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, I learned. I learned for myself with baseball. I do better like the more games we get, we have played. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like, you gotta I get say, more. You gotta get more data. Yeah, once so. I get more info, I feel like I always perform better. So I think I'm taking a break from the MLB betting, and I'll be back once basketball hockey's over. Mm, man, I love baseball. Yeah, I just I love money in my account and baseball is just taking it. Shit, I've been killing it. Tail my <laughs> bets, dude. You'd be making money. Thank you everybody for joining us. 
Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door and you don't even got to leave your house. You can do it all on your fucking phone. For Mr. Raider Eddie, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. We will be back on Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tap in with us. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Eddie at Eddie TSP. You can follow me at Jordan Rules TSP. Holler at us, man. We'll see y'all next time. Have a great weekend. Win this money. Oh, Eddie, by the way, I forgot to ask you, man. I meant to ask you about this. The PGA Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta talk a little golf, right? Any any bets on the PGA Championship? All right, long shot. Harold Varner the third. The dude has been knocking on the doorstep. He won a, t- a tournament in Dubai earlier in the year. The guy's been playing great. And and the Masters, he was actually on the leaderboard going into the final day. Epic meltdown. It's okay. He's getting closer and closer. I think you can get him at like plus 25,000 uh, to win the tournament. Also, you can get Tiger Woods uh, to shoot a round of 70 or better at plus 130 at some books. I think he has at least one good round in him. It's a shot maker's course. And Tiger's a shot maker king. And my pick to win is Jordan Spieth. Oof. I got I have a bet. I've only made one bet on it, and I got Scotty Scheffler to finish top ten plus one thirty. Plus one thirty, dude? Damn. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one too. I would endorse that as well because the guy is just the king of the world right now. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's playing fucking phenomenal. He he actually no other golfer has had a stretch of six weeks like he has it except for Tiger Woods in his right. prime. He's unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I roll with that. I, I endorse that one for sure. Nice. I had to I had to get your word on that. I totally meant to open with that, dude. I totally <laughs> fucking just totally. But then the fucking Flames game. Just yeah, <laughs> that Flames game set everything off, threw me off. But we'll be back. Catch us on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend. PGA Championship. We got you some best bets. We take care of y'all. Have a great fucking weekend. We'll see y'all later.